0: Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go, brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Five Minutes with Phil. So I'm going to go ahead and continue right through James chapter 1. Yesterday we hit, you know, six through eight, today we're going to hit nine through 11. And this is from the uh, NLT, which is the New Living Translation. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower droops and falls, and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all their achievements." So this is the first time James brings up this distinction between rich and poor, but it won't be the last time. He actually weaves this concept throughout his letter, and we will see a couple of times later on that you will find this distinction between rich and poor. And ultimately what he says is the poor are rich and the rich are poor. He doesn't talk about some kind of twisted kind of redistribution of wealth. I mean, you can leave that to the to the political systems that we have going on, you know, today to be able to argue about. That's not what James is arguing about, but what he is saying is that you can see the poor and you can see the rich. As we've talked about on the podcast before, we've known that God throughout The scriptures, um, a couple of places in the Old Testament, a couple of places in the New Testament, it's all reinforced. Scripture answers scripture. Psalm 68 verse 5, Deuteronomy 10, 18, and James points out later on in chapter 2 that did not God choose the poor of this world to be rich in faith? So God has a concern for the poor, and What I believe James is trying to do, and what God is ultimately also trying to do, is he's trying to be able to say, church, scattered church, listen, we as the church should have the same concerns of that of God, and we should be concerned about the poor. But is James automatically jumping to the possessions, wealth, wise, poor and rich I mean, if we look at Jesus in the Beatitudes, when he says, blessed are you who are poor, and later on in Luke 6, you know, 20, he says, but woe to you who are rich. And so when we're looking at if if we're blessed those who are poor, what does that mean? Usually that idea of humble and righteous, right? And so if we humble ourselves, we're making ourselves And so we can also see it in that dynamic. And so we always have to be able to to differentiate. How is it that James is trying to be able... Is he just talking about material? Is he talking about, well, those who have little stuff, small bank accounts, like those are the good people. And then those who have large bank accounts, large amounts of stuff, those are the wicked. Mm. You see, because when we look at Scripture... We don't always find, I mean, and you should never be able to just assume that being poor makes you righteous and being rich makes you wicked. We see lots of cases throughout the, you know, even the Old Testament where there were wealthy men who followed God. We see Abraham who had a ton of stuff, lots of, um, people working in his household, you see Job who had lots of stuff, and yes, it was a lot of it taken away from him, but then also given back to him. David, Solomon, uh, Zacchaeus, the wee little man, and lots of other people. So wealth can not just be the thing that helps people realize, all right, I know I'm wicked if I've got a lot of money. And so here what we understand is that it's not wealth that condemns, but it's in that place, and this is where Jesus often talks about the disparity, is he saying that money, possessions, stuff, that's the stuff that's going to start shaking you. It's going to keep your eyes off of the one who's providing everything for you. So be careful. Because you can't serve two masters. You can't, you know, love money and love Jesus. Because you're going to be able, as Jesus says, you're going to, you know, love one and hate the other. Because eventually Jesus, if you're loving Jesus, it's going to come into contradiction. And and you're going to say, which one am I going to be able to follow today? And so ultimately, lots of these issues come up with James. And we're going to look at more. Chapter 2 is full of, of these examples, the rich and poor. He's going to have some words of condemnation against the rich. And so we have to hear it, and we have to understand it with the words that he's speaking so that we're not trying to just take things out of context. Or, you know, even if you're you're poor today, it's really easy to be able to look to the wealthy and say, Oh, those people, you know, they're all keeping it for themselves. And, and here's the thing, we never want to be able to condemn because it's not our job to condemn. But when we see it, we're going to say, so you, whether you have little or a lot, even people with little can still be in love with money and people who have a lot can still have a heart for giving it away and putting it into places that it's going to be a blessing to others. So this is what I want you to think about today when we're thinking about rich and poor, is that, uh, is that it's, it, it does sound like this condemnation and, and a pretty sharp one, but we also need to know and realize that, uh, that we have lots of other pieces of Scripture that help to be able to sort it out. All right, everybody, have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow.